Welcome to episode 36 of the Fast Email Podcast. Today I'm going to try to answer the question, does exercise help you lose weight? That question might almost seem rhetorical, but let's dive into the details a little bit and then we'll see what you think at the end. So I'm going to make a video about this too. I'll put a link in the episode description if it's done in time, and if not, it might come out a day or two later. And if you want to be alerted when that comes out, of course, you could go subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, And I might write a blog about this too, but maybe not right away. So once it's done, I'll, I'll also put a link to that in your podcast episode description. If you're new here, I'm a PA, which is similar to a doctor, and I share tips and strategies to help you improve your health, often focused on nutrition and fasting, and in this case, exercise. So think about New Year's resolutions. Every year, a lot of people decide they want to lose weight. And what they often do is they say, okay, I'm going to cut out a certain type of junk food or alcohol or whatever, and I'm going to go to the gym every day. Now, clearly, cutting out junk food helps with weight loss, and so does avoiding excess alcohol. But what about exercise? Does that help with weight loss? Well, the short answer is yes, it helps to some extent, but it's more indirect than direct in the way that it helps with weight loss, or in other words, fat loss. So I mostly mean fat loss when I say weight loss. So the way that exercise helps with weight loss is not what most people think, and it's definitely not enough on its own. If you're doing everything else wrong, you're not going to be able to lose weight just by exercising. And any discussion about weight loss would not be complete without mentioning body composition, so I'll get into that as well a little later in the episode. So what do most people think about when they think about exercise and weight loss? Well, I think most people think, okay, I'm eating X number of calories, and so I need to do enough exercise to burn off the same number of calories. But the problem with that, one of the problems with that is you can't exercise enough to burn off a bunch of junk food. For example, if you eat just a couple desserts, you'd probably have to run 10 or 20 miles just to burn the same number of calories or the same amount of energy. So good luck with that. (laughs) If you eat desserts on a regular basis, you're probably not going to be willing to run a marathon every day, ballpark, you know, or a marathon every other day or something to try to keep up with that energy equation or whatever. And in reality, most of the calories that get burned off in our body are happening through our regular metabolic rate and not through exercise. In other words, you know, maybe your basic basal metabolic rate could be 2,000 calories a day, give or take, whatever. Um, and if you exercise, usually you're not going to double that amount. You might just increase it by a modest amount. Now, unless you're a professional athlete, and then this changes a lot because they do so much exercise, or anyone else like that who just trains nonstop, you know, that can kind of change this equation. But that's not most people. <laughs> most people are not doing nearly that much exercise. So uh, what I'm, ta- I'm talking about, most people. Um, so for most people, it's not going to work if you think you're going to exercise enough to keep up with all the food you're eating. If you're eating a lot of junk or a lot of processed food or a lot of you know refined starches and things like that, you're probably just not going to be able to keep up with it. So another problem with the exercise versus food strategy, um, another problem with the idea of just using exercise to, to kind of clean up the food that you eat, is that when you eat food, it doesn't just go to your fat and then get you know, removed when you exercise. That's the oversimplification that's part of the whole reason why calories in, calories out is not the correct model or the correct way of thinking about things because it's too much of an oversimplification. 
So what happens when you eat food? Well, it gets broken down in your stomach, your intestines, and it goes to your liver. It goes to your liver first. And so if you eat a bunch of sugar and starch, it travels to your liver. Some of it gets stored there as glycogen, which is like chains of sugar. And then if there's too much of it, some of it gets turned into fat. And that's how you get fatty liver. And that contributes to insulin resistance, where there's too much insulin in your body because it's not working as well. And when you have insulin resistance, that contributes to energy storage, weight gain, fat gain, obesity, and something called metabolic syndrome. And so that's a vicious cycle of sorts that happens when you eat a lot of processed junk food. And exercise alone can't clean that up. It can't fix that. Um, And so exercise, when you do exercise, it mobilizes some of the sugar in your liver. So that's good. But it won't eliminate fatty liver by itself. It won't fix all of the insulin resistance, the obesity, or the metabolic syndrome by itself. So to fix those, to fix that, say fatty liver, for example, you definitely need to also improve nutrition. And then fasting can help a lot with that as well. I wrote a whole blog post about fatty liver. It really dives deep into the topic. And so I'll put a link to that as well, since it's relevant to this part of the conversation. So just look in the episode description, or you can go over to the show notes. So exercise can't fix everything and it can't get rid of all your body fat or fix all your problems by itself. But what can exercise do for you? Well, exercise is a quick way to improve your blood sugar. So if you have high blood sugar, prediabetes, type 2 diabetes, or even type 1 in some cases, then exercise can be helpful to smooth out your blood sugar and and kind of get rid of those big blood sugar spikes. For example, Dr. Ben Bickman that was on, I think it was episode 18, he talked about how you get about a, if you go walking after a starchy meal, it reduces the blood sugar rise by about 50%. So even just going on a 10-minute walk makes a huge difference. And similarly, if you did any sort of vigorous activity after eating, it would also help uh, kind of eliminate that blood sugar spike. And so personally, I, I try to put that in practice whenever I eat a starchy meal or something sugary. I always try to get active for at least a few minutes afterwards for that very reason, just so I'm not having a bunch of blood sugar spikes because blood sugar spikes are not good for your health um, in the short term or the long term. So another thing that exercise can do for you is it can help clear out stored sugar in your muscles. So that's also called glycogen. So you can store quite a bit of sugar in your muscles after a starchy meal or after a sugary meal. And then when you exercise you use up some of that stored sugar in your muscles. Now, the stored sugar in your muscles, the glycogen in your muscles, it's trapped. The only way you can use it is by exercising. So once you clear it out, though, once you exercise and and use that energy in there, then next time you eat, there's somewhere for the next batch of sugar to go, (laughs) the next round of starchy stuff, somewhere for it to go besides just all going to your fat cells. So in other words, if you clear out all that glycogen, you're indirectly reducing the amount of fat storage that's going to happen after your next meal. So that's a way that exercise helps you indirectly. Exercise obviously can help you increase muscle, increase muscle mass and strength and mobility and balance, etc. And when you increase muscle, uh, you increase your metabolic rate. So you'll just kind of be using more energy on a daily basis, even if you're not constantly active. And of course, exercise also helps with mood and helps with mental health a lot. It's good for the brain in general, probably reduces your risk of Alzheimer's and things like that. And when you exercise, you have a sense of accomplishment, satisfaction. It keeps you motivated to work on your other health goals. So there are a ton of benefits from exercise. I'm sure there are a bunch more that I haven't mentioned here, even though I listed several. 
Now, any discussion about weight loss would be incomplete without mentioning body composition. So the key point here is that fat loss is not the same thing as weight loss. They are two different concepts, really. Now, most of the time when we say weight loss, presumably we kind of mean fat loss, but, but oftentimes people get lost and, and forget that, and then they just focus on the scale, just the number on the scale. The number on the scale does not tell you about fat loss. It only tells you about weight loss. And again, those are not the same thing. Why not? Well, because lean mass is different than fat. You have both in your body, and lean mass actually weighs more than fat. And what you want in your body is lean mass. So it's actually a good thing if you're increasing the lean mass in your body. So that includes bone density, that includes muscle, and things like that. So in theory, in some situations, getting a little heavier can actually be a good thing. Now, of course, you could be gaining a little lean mass and reducing a little fat, and your weight could stay exactly the same. Or it could go up a little or down a little. So really, I would just throw your scale in the trash would be the best solution. But if you do want to track your weight, it's much better to do a weekly average. And Jean, Jen Stevens talked about that in episode 29 when, uh, when I interviewed her on this podcast. Um, so she talked about using a weekly average and how that she thinks that's the best approach. And I think that's a pretty good approach because it gets rid of a lot of the fluctuations and things that happen on a daily basis. So you're less likely to get frustrated and quit. Um, but you might be even less likely to get frustrated and quit if you just throw your scale in the trash. <laughs> Now, of course, I'm, I'm kind of half joking about that. It's not that you'd have to throw it in the trash, but I, I don't necessarily think weighing yourself all the time is a good idea. Another really good approach when it comes to body composition, though, is you could just use body measurements instead. So just w like measure your belly around, like at the level of the belly button and, you know, figure out what that is and then kind of track that, you know, check it every week or so and kind of see how you're doing. And there's different arm and leg measurements and things, but I think the belly is the most important one. So in short, exercise helps with fat loss or weight loss, but mostly indirectly because it helps with your blood sugar. It helps clear out stored glycogen. It can help improve insulin resistance to some extent, and it can help build muscle, can help increase your metabolic rate, helps with your mood and your motivation, so you're more likely to do other healthy things. And the problem, though, is if exercise is your only strategy for losing weight, it's probably not going to work. And if you think it's, you know, one of your main two things that you're doing, like eating right and exercising, well, the eating right is going to do a lot more than the exercise in terms of weight loss. So nutrition is king. That includes fasting. It's the most important thing when it comes to weight management. And I've talked about that in a few previous podcast episodes, like when I talked about the, the benefits of intermittent fasting and extended fasting, which were episodes 3 and 12, respectively. Also, a question and answer Q&A in episode 11 addressed weight loss and several other topics. And I've written about it in a couple blog posts, so you could hop over to the blog and, and just search for weight loss. In the There's a search bar at the top. Um, and you'd find those posts. So I've talked a lot about that and even exactly how to do it. Um, but yeah, nutrition, and which includes fasting, um, is really the most important thing when it comes to weight management. Stress and sleep are very underappreciated variables when it comes to body weight. Because if your stress level is high or you're getting poor sleep, which kind of feed into each other actually, poor sleep means higher stress hormones and... Uh, stress equals worse sleep and so forth. Those two things both cause you to kind of hold on to more body fat and in the wrong places. So 
Um, so sometimes you really got to look at those types of variables as well if you're troubleshooting some sort of weight loss plateau or what have you. Now, I mentioned several benefits of exercise in this episode, even though I said it's not the most important thing when it comes to weight loss. But there are a bunch of, a, a bunch of benefits. So if you're not currently exercising, it's definitely worth thinking about something you can do. So what's an invigorating activity, a vigorous activity that you could do for at least five minutes each day? And don't poo-poo that. Like five minutes is definitely enough to make a difference. So if you're not doing anything, do two minutes or five minutes. For example, you could do, if you're not doing anything and you're just in your house, you could do a wall squat. So maybe put a pillow behind your back if that's more comfortable and just kind of bend your knees, bend your legs down a bit until you're in a sort of a squatting position. You don't have to go down all the way. And just do that until you're very fatigued, until your legs are very fatigued. That might take about one minute, but that's way better than doing nothing because even that's definitely going to make a difference with your blood sugar and gradually building your strength and your leg muscles and so forth. So maybe shoot for like two minutes if you're doing nothing or maybe five minutes if you're ambitious. And whatever you are doing, uh, whatever you're doing currently, say if you do go to the gym three times a week or something, then maybe just see if you can do add something on the other days, just some different activity than what you're doing at the gym, but just add something to stay a little more active on the other days. Try to establish a new habit just by keeping it easy, something you can be consistent with, and then later you can build on that. And uh, I talked a lot about how to build healthy habits that are sustainable in podcast episode 15, and then there's a blog post on the same topic, which you can find a link to in, the, in that podcast episode's um, description and show notes. All right, so I think that covers it. I appreciate you being here. Go out there and do something vigorous for two minutes, and I'll see you in the next episode. The Fasting Well podcast is not medical advice and does not replace the need to consult with your own medical providers.